Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The girlfriend doesn't go same, there, does no, she? No, no, same thing. Never, she never goes Starbucks, to Starbucks. Starbucks and Target. Thank you. <laughs> Starbucks and Target. Oh, yeah. and Hobby Lobby. Don't forget Hobby Lobby. Oh, don't forget oh. Hobby Lobby. She's kind of went cold in the Hobby Lobby, though. So, Well, this will, this will be the introduction to this uh, episode. <laughs> does your wife go to Target and Starbucks? The guy was a genius. Who, who put, it, they put, put the those Starbucks? together. Oh, unbelievable. Was he not the smartest guy in the world? Yeah, I, <laughs> if I would have thought about that, oh, wouldn't be working. We wouldn't be, wouldn't we? No. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be, we'd be hunting year round. So, guys, got uh, Harrison on the show today, and you guys know who Harrison is. Don't need to introduce him, I don't think. But we actually went out and did a pattern test with heavy twelve. Heavy shot. You guys heard, actually, yeah, you, I was going to say, I actually deleted a whole podcast. Wow. Yeah. Smart. About, about Me and Kevin did one, and then I did one with Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, and I formatted the card and erased that whole episode. You redo them? No. We, dude, I started it, was five minutes into the episode, forgot to hit record. <laughs> this is all and with then, Jordan. And then, you, and then you hit record and redid the whole thing. And, and I redid the whole thing. We're only like five, ten minutes deep into it, which is more than I want to be. And then I'm going to do with Kevin the next day, and I'm like, oh, I need to make sure my card's clean. Formatted it, erased that whole episode. So you put a card in here? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here, let me just take it back Thanks out. Thanks for checking, because I'm like, <laughs> after you said that, I was like, there is a card there, right? Ah, oh, so mad. So I got to record one again with Jordan. But the reason I was saying is at the end of the episode with Kevin, which should be, I'm going to probably just go ahead and drop it today. It's pretty much ready. After we get done with this, I need to do that. But... We talked about Heavy 12 
But me and Harrison went out today, and what's cool, guys, is you're gonna I think you'll enjoy it. If you like anything to do with pattern videos, go check out that video. What is today? Today's today's Tuesday, huh? Or is it Wednesday? No, today's Tuesday. Okay. Then I'm gonna drop it tomorrow. I'll edit it today and then drop that video tomorrow just to get it out there. But it's cool because I Harrison basically kind of had this idea. I don't know if he did on purpose, but he was like, um, let's do a shoot. A, do you need to shoot any videos tomorrow? Let's hang out because he's been off for a little bit. He works like a dog. But anyways, I don't know. Do you want to say why you're off? No, no, for COVID reasons, I yeah. can't go back to work till Friday. So And he had COVID. He wasn't just trying to work the system. Yeah. He actually had COVID like yeah. what, two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, two weeks ago. But then they make me wait so many days after yeah. the test and whatnot. So. Uh, kind of figured would do something. I know you're sometimes yeah. work nights, so and I don't know if it's like good. nine thirty ten when you text me. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? Actually, I do. I need to go. I was gonna kind of wait on Thomas, but you're like, do you do you need any film anything or do anything? And he's helped. He can film fine. And I mean, most people can. They just think they can't. They get intimidated by it. But I can tell when I'm behind the camera though, watching the videos. Nah, kind of suck. <laughs> nah. But so I was like, you know what? I do need to do that heavy twelve video. And he's like. Do you want me to bring any of my guns? And I was like, you know what? I never thought of that. That's perfect because most people, I'm always shooting the A5. Right. So it's like it'd be nice to throw in some other guns. So you threw it, you brought your guns down. Yeah. I brought my Maxis and then I have a Stoger 35, M3500. Yeah. You know, I mean, we each have our own chokes. So, I mean, we can get real technical and bring three different chokes for each gun and do all that. But right. this is what we shoot. So we want to see what it looks shoot like what we on shoot. what we shoot. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like you said, there's a thousand different ways we can do it. So it's like, well, right. we don't want to just sit there, and as you guys know how the price of these shells, you don't just sit there and yeah, waste them to waste them. You don't burn off a whole box of shells on a piece of paper. Yeah, every shell is like 275 a shell. Right, but I mean, in reality, are you going to shoot, pattern the shell and say, oh, I'm going to go change chokes now because it didn't work that well? No. You shoot what you shoot, and you yeah. like it, and you find what works best for yeah. it. I mean, and it seems like these shells just pattern well, no matter what you put it through. I really like the pattern on your M3500 Stoger. That looked good. It was real consistent. It was. I mean, it was a little high, but I mean, when you actually look at the pattern consistency with that shot, it, it looked pretty, yeah. pretty good. Yeah. And it, it looked really good on mine, my A5. Oh, yeah. That's the Maxis looked good, but what you what choke did you have on that's that? That's a uh, Pattern Master Code Black Duck, so that's okay. just their duck choke, but it was... Crazy tight. tight, crazy, crazy tight. Does it not say it's a modified? Does it even say that? I don't know. I mean, it, I think it, it might say modified, but that's supposed to be they market it towards like they have the code black duck, the code black goose, which is the same thing but supposed to be tighter, which would be equivalent to like a full or extra full, mm -hmm. I think. And then they make like a couple like snow goose chokes and stuff, but it's supposed to be like just the normal day to day modified duck choke, mm -hmm. I think. But it was crazy tight. But the it main, was. But the it main, was like a rifle. Right. But the main difference is, and we saw this in Nebraska two years ago, was the Pattern Master strips the wad. Like if you, they're, That's their selling point is they mm. shorten the shot string. So when you put your finger in that choke, there's like a distinct, very heavy ledge. Mm. It strips the wad right off the shot. Mm. So that's supposed to shorten your shot string by like 50% or more. So I think that just keeps it wow. like crazy tight. It pulls the wad off of it. You know, as your as your shot's going through the air, that wad's not stretching the shot out, but you know it's slowly coming off mm -hmm. the shot. The shot's coming out of the wad. But on that, I mean, it just strips the wad straight off of it, and that's why the the uh, shot string is a lot shorter. Also, there was a, no flyers hardly with that one either. None. I mean, that, it was just a straight rifle. Yeah. But we saw that when we were in Nebraska. Yeah. When, remember, there was that channel, mm -hmm. and we couldn't get across it fast enough, chasing a couple mm -hmm. of cripples. And a couple, you know, you and Matt would shoot and. 
you know, the cripple would still keep it head, its head up. I mean, it's only a teal head, and I would shoot, and it would just pummel it. Like, yeah. it, was, it was like a, a baseball hitting it. It yeah. didn't even look like a pattern. Yeah. So, I remember that. But that also explains <clears throat> why I might have more issues on, like, you know, a crossing shot. Because mm-hmm. your shot string is now only, I don't even know, but 18 inches long. Mm-hmm. So now you're having to perfectly intersect that bird. Yeah. You know, rather than most of the time, your bird's flying through the shot. Right. So that leads into... uh you know, shot choice also. That's why I started shooting smaller shot. Yeah. And I like that anyway, just because you have more pellets. I mean, you right. can't go ever go wrong with having more pellets, especially if the force behind it and the weight behind it, density is there. Like yeah. we've talked about the bismuth. You know, that's why heavy metal, I just love it. Because if you want to shoot still and you still want to stay somewhat affordable, but you want to dip into some bismuth, that's the perfect ground for you. It's the perfect shot shell for you. Yep. Because you get to the hot, taste that bismuth, and you can see an astronomical difference. And then just goes up from there. And at what point, like we talked about, at what point do you just like, okay, enough is enough. <laughs> right. I mean, like the heavy 12, in all reality, where's the line at here? I right. mean, why not shoot TSS? Right. I mean. So, yes, I get the point. Like, people, like, it's expendable money, dude. I don't know. I think Do you just... have that much money to expend? No. Well then, I mean, you like, do, go for it. Like you, you said, if you buy like you know maybe four boxes or whatever, and you have it throughout the season, you shoot it on certain. If you know, okay, yeah. I'm going to be in heavier cover. I'm going to be shooting strictly mallards. You know, you may shoot it that day or whatever. Yeah. But like my day to day, I pretty much shoot steel. I started shooting a lot of heavy metal because it's that in between part where yeah. it's affordable to shoot every day. You know, I can buy a couple cases, and mm-hmm. you know, my wallet's not hurting yeah. that bad. But I still have bismuth. That, you know, when we go on certain hunts, I'll shoot it, you know, straight bismuth. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you still have some left? Yeah. Well, yeah. Of, the, of the stuff from Washington? Yeah. I th- I think I have, like, half a box left, saving it for a special day. Oh, but you have some Kent bismuth, too, huh? Yeah. I, You know, I bought a buddy of mine and I, we split a case, of, I think it was before last season. So I still have, like, three boxes left, so we each got five. But I don't know. I wasn't honestly that impressed with the Kent bismuth. You can yeah. tell a huge difference, but I didn't think it patterned as well as heavy bismuth. Mm. Like, truly. I mean, I haven't put it on a board or anything, but just shooting it, like, I noticed when I did hit him good, like, I mean, it just killed him dead because yeah, right. it's bismuth. Right. I, I felt like it didn't pattern as well. Like, I wasn't as consistent shooting. Maybe that's, I mean, it's a little slower because it's bismuth, but maybe that's in my head. I don't know. What, what was, do you remember what Kent Bismuth is running as far as uh, speed? Well... It's out of a 20 gauge because, you know, I shoot my 20 most of the time. So it, it's it's different, though, because when you oh, shoot yeah, a 20, true. you have your choice between seven eighths and one ounce. Right. And I you always like one ounce. Right? I always just choose more shot. Yeah. I'm more of a small shot and more shot. More shot. Yeah. I'm just always been that way. So I'd rather shoot a one ounce. I, I Dude, it's slow. I think it's like 13. 13, 15? Maybe. Or just 13. 13. It might be 13, huh? It might be 13. You I'm have to look, look it up. Because, um,. That's what I like the Hesby Bismuth to for the 20 gauge. It's 14. Right. And which is pretty that's good. That's one thing I've noticed about heavy shot. It doesn't matter how heavy their shot they is. They keep the ounce speed up. A 12, 12 gauge ounce and a quarter, it's still going. Usually, like, what's the ounce and a quarter? Like 1400 or, I mean, for what? 1450. Just any of their ounce and a quarter 12 gauge shells. They're well, all, that heavy metal is 1500. Right. And that's um, ounce, and, what's and, heavy that's metal? ounce and a quarter. Uh, or heavy hammer for 20. What is that? 1350. Okay, and that's see, it's one ounce. But that's it's one still. ounce. Oh, it's one ounce. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, in reality, when you look at most guys I noticed, they shoot ounce and an eighth, 12 gauge. Just yeah. g- generic guys shooting right. you know, federal or 
Yeah. The Super X, whatever. They, mm-hmm. When you look at the Super X at Walmart, it's always an ounce and an eighth, which is like just a dove load or a trap load. Right. So when I look at, I'm shooting a 20 gauge with one ounce, I'm only losing an eighth of an ounce a shot. Right. It's not much. Right. I mean, you go from seven eighths to ounce and a quarter, that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. But most guys shoot an ounce and an eighth, and then I try to shoot one ounce out of the 20, and it's really not that much less shot. Yeah, what am I? It's like one and an eighth for the heavy bismuth. What does that say? Can you read that? Your eyes. I don't know how much better your eyes are on me. Bottom left. The 20 gauge? Yeah. The heavy business. Wow, that is ounce and an eighth. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Still going 1,400. They're putting an ounce That's in it. That's deadly, dude. <laughs> They're putting an ounce in I an live, eighth. I'll swear by that ammo right there. Like, above any. Like, okay, heavy 12, you know, great. You're getting 12 grams per cubic centimeter. But, dude, like, how good can you get? Right. Like, my goodness. I mean, that stuff. You should, that, that, heavy, that heavy 12 there, I mean, that's like the heavy shot you can pretty much get, and it's still an ounce and a quarter going 1450. That's crazy. That, that's unbelievable. That's Because when you think about so it, I mean, nasty. it's that much more weight, and it's still going the same speed as yeah. steel would. Yeah. And then if you even look further, I've never shot it, but like their speedball, it's going like, is it 1635, I think? It's over See, 1600. I'd be scared for my gun on that. I mean, it's the same weight. Like, I, th- I don't know. Their what, speedball is that fast? Yeah. Do they even sell that anymore? Yeah, they still do. They do? I'd be scared to shoot something through my gun that fast, I think. I'd, years ago when the... Because what, what ammo is that? The, that The hypersonic? The hypersonic. That's, that's 1700. Right? That's I, dumb. I've sh- I'll never someone, shoot. Someone, didn't, you, didn't you have something happen to you with that ammo? My buddy did. That's why he gave me two boxes of it. He was shooting a, <laughs> <Good shooting buddy. laughs> a Remington, right? We were actually hunting together when it happened. He, he was shooting a Remington 1187, which is like the old school uh-huh. piston rings, mm-hmm. you know, everything. A lot of people had issues with those rings, but I remember it actually blew the ring apart. I don't know if anyone knows about the 1187. There's like two, the gas rings. Mm-hmm. It's like a ring on top of each other. Mm-hmm. They lock together, and it blew them apart on the inside of the gun. And it wouldn't cycle anymore. And we pulled it apart and found that, and he couldn't shoot it through that gun. So he wow. gave me the two boxes, and I was shooting it through my Benelli, but no problems. Yeah, no, no problems. But you feel it on your shoulder. Oh, like yeah. I mean, it was unbelievable how hard it hit your shoulder. Mm-hmm. But. That was, you know, another selling point that they had is speed. Is speed. You know, you take mm-hmm. steel and go faster, it's going to penetrate more, but I'd much rather be shooting a heavier shot mm-hmm. and smaller shot. Yeah. Looking at this Kent, it actually, it's, I think it's, it does it's say 1,400. Okay. So I don't know. For the 20? For the 20. I mean, they may make different loads. I thought it wasn't that fast, but. Okay. No, there is something that was slower because I had some, and I want to say it was Kent Bismuth. It, it doesn't really matter, but still. Either way, I didn't. I don't know personally. I didn't see a pattern as well. I've only shot two boxes of it, and I never put it on paper. Maybe it didn't work that well with that choke or whatever. But <clears throat> just to be fair, you guys know I try to. I don't try. I am always honest and open, no matter what. If someone's sponsoring or help us out, <clears throat> but just so you guys listen out there, if any of you guys have a fives, and I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but <clears throat> by far, if you're wanting to shoot still. The deadliest thing I ever seen come out of my A5, and that was on actual ducks and pattern, was the um, oh, dry locks. Dude, those were nasty. I those shot, are nasty out of my gun. I shot dry locks when I was really young, like when I first started uh-huh. duck hunting, and I didn't really know the difference. Mm-hmm. So I don't so know. So you don't really know. But I do know a lot of guys, like a lot of more old school traditional duck hunters that just have always shot the Winchester shells or whatever, they mm-hmm. swear by them. Yeah. Well, I shot Super X, but there was 
there was nothing special about those. But for some reason, that dry lock was crazy. What it do to ducks? I would have my mod. I had my modified chokes, a factory choke, not a kick. So it was before I was even shooting kicks. You know, which isn't that long ago, like three years ago or four. And I threw in the dry locks for a whole hunt, and I was like, my god, it was like, it was stupid. I think I remember this because you did a when you first started the pattern videos, you bought. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how many different types of shells. Most and I remember talking to you afterwards, and you said, "Dude, I shot those dry locks because you patterned them, didn't mm-hmm. you?" Mm-hmm. And I remember you saying you shot them afterward, and it was it was ridiculous. It had the best pattern. It won for the best pattern, and then when I hunted with him, it was nuts. So, but, yeah. So anyone out there that you want to save, you know, use not something we're always talking about heavy shot, obviously, but if you want to use some of that, that for that gun is by far the craziest. Right. And then I've had good luck with Black Cloud. Black Clouds. And then I, when it first came out, and it was like, you know, the, I don't even remember, uh, what is it, FS deal? You know, it has uh-huh. the ring around the shot. I didn't believe in any of that. Like, I, do, I don't believe that the BB tumbling through the duck is really going to make a difference. You know, mm-hmm. like, that, that's baloney. Mm-hmm. But what I did notice, the first generations of Black Cloud were, like, for myself, I, I thought they were just garbage. It, it, they didn't pattern well. I felt like I was shooting blanks all the time. They didn't look good on the paper at mm-hmm. all. But then when they came out with the second generation, like like three or four years ago now, where they changed the flight control wad, where now it's supposed to be better for any choke or whatever, that I've had good luck with that. And I mean, I still shoot a lot of heavy metal, but I just I used to shoot that a lot because it was mm-hmm. a little bit cheaper and it's just what I shot, and it patterned really well out of my gun with that wad and yeah, you know whatever. Mm-hmm. I felt like it just it was a more dense pattern. Yeah, I've just seen for, shoot it. For normal steel, I felt like it just kept the pattern together longer that that wad did. Mm-hmm. And it was like it like what I was talking about earlier with that choke, it shortened the shot string and it just felt like it hit him harder. But even then Dude, I've seen you shoot mods with that. That's with, what I've with shot that, forever. Um, with the um, Black Cloud. Black Cloud and I was like, "Whoa." That's what I shot out of my 20 for the last 2 years also. Well, actually last year I shot a lot of heavy metal and bismuth mm-hmm. but my day-to-day when i was just shooting teal and whatnot and sh- you know going through a lot of shells i was shooting one ounce of fours black cloud mm-hmm. and it performed well but it's still just there's no difference compared to bismuth mm-hmm. oh it's, no it's, it's it, just, it just can't be right right the density is not there you got 7.6 and then you got some over here that's 9.6 i'm more confident now in spending the more money on shells yeah when i first started hunting it wasn't even when I was younger, I should say, because I mean, if you're, I wasn't as experienced, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. When I was younger, so and I was like, I'm not gonna spend that amount of money on shells when I go out and I shoot a box, or you know, when you're on the refuge, I'd go shoot a, you know, have to go back to the truck and I shoot a box and a half or whatever. Mm-hmm. You get, what am I gonna go spend sixty dollars just to shoot shells that morning? Right. But now that I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm a better shot, mm-hmm. more ethical, more comfortable. That I I have I don't really have that big of a problem spending more money on shells right. if I'm connecting with birds you know and then you're only shooting fifteen right if that you know if that I mean when you when we go out there and we're really targeting mallards I mean most of the time it's one shot bang they're dead yeah so I mean in reality you know if you miss yeah you're shooting fifteen or less shells yeah you can only shoot seven you're like, ducks. Oh, I'm walking out here with more shells right and when you really start thinking about it you put it on paper you're like I used to shoot over a box of shells right you know not hating on anybody you know no. everyone, whatever. You know, everyone still has bad days. Exactly. Like, you saw that day in Washington when I shot my 20 the first day. Yeah. It was horrible. It was embarrassing. <laughs> was I didn't rough. want you to put the video out there. <laughs> it was rough. But, I mean, it happens. But when you think about it, 25 shells for seven ducks, you can go to the plug. That's insane. Seven times and still have three shells left. 
You go to the plug eight times. Yeah. And you think you can't kill seven I mean, Like dogs? you said, we've all had those. I had a cup. I had like two or three days that like that last year. So bad, dude. Yeah. I was like, what? Like you want to throw your gun and just go home. Because yeah. you're like, this is so stupid. Like, yeah, I guess to a certain point, you're like, I don't even want to. Like, I don't even know where anymore. my gun is. There, is there, is there and it's, and it's 100% here? yourself, too. Oh, 100%. You know, you can't blame it on anything else. Mentally, it, gets you start getting Because really it even gets to the point where you may be shooting bad and not hitting as well. And then when you do hit, it seems like you're crippling birds. Like, you're barely clipping them. You're just off that day. Yeah. And it happens all the time. And that's what makes me more mad. I'd rather clean miss. Me too. And that, and that's why I like the full, dude. Yep, I, I was going to say. I'm now going to, let's roll into choke. We can still keep talking about ammo, but let's roll into chokes a little bit. Um, Kevin, he might listen to this. I don't know, but he is. he goes, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you to modify. I'm like, dude, you don't understand. I've shot modified my whole life. Right. You're not bringing me around with something that I've never done. I've done modified. There's nothing wrong with modified. Right. I still should. I bring it sometimes. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to switch out. Right. I never actually did last year. I never switched out. Even if they were, no matter how close they were, if it was geese, if it was ducks, I never changed. Right. Even till. I didn't never change. Right. Which I would do that over again because there were some till holes we went to that I thought we were going to have more gabbles and mallards. And it was straight up. The, the Actually, both those cinnamon till hunts from last year, uh-huh. that was that full chip. Well, one of them was the 20 gauge, but it was the full Right, you still have a full in there, don't you? Yeah, and I was like, man, if I do that over again, like when I know it's going to be mainly till, I'm putting the mod in. Or what they call mid range. It's not. Right, so it'd be, it'd be like a modified. It was a modified, yeah. Right. But I actually had the long range in. I was like, dude, it's too much. Like right. I was shot in the head, almost shot the head off that one cinnamon. Right. Like it blew his bill in half, and like he was like 20 yards crossing. Right. When, there's nothing wrong with that. I like to kill my bird stone dead. Right. I've but, always, I've always been a modified guy, mm-hmm. and then. When I got that Maxis, a buddy of mine had just got rid of his, and he had that Pattern Master sitting there. He was like, here, dude, you can just have it. So I threw it in there and started shooting it, and I was just... Was it more of a fuller choke? That's that one I shot today. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, if it, if it doesn't say full, but it's right. tighter than my full. Right, and it's supposed to be equivalent to a modified, like the day in, day out Wait till out you guys choke. see this video. I shot it. At 20 yards, it is twice as tight as my full right. choke. It, yeah, right. Did, did you least, ever look that up though? Because the what's the call? It doesn't. I don't think it says modified. But what's the? It, no, it probably doesn't. But what's the? Um, does it say the um, restriction? The, I don't know. Con, I didn't the look. constriction. Sorry, the constriction. Right. The actual. Yeah. The measurement. I'm not sure. What, what's the name of the code block again? Yeah. Constriction on. All it's going to be is a bunch of internet guys guessing. But I mean, if they measured it. Let's see. What what brand is that again? Pattern Master. Pattern Master. The Code Black Duck. They have a Code Black like. They have a bunch of different ones, goose and all kinds of stuff. Sorry, folks, we're we're doing some research here. Well, there's the facts page. I don't know, but they, they preach that that wad stripping deal, mm-hmm. which I know because I I don't know if anyone. And if it's bronze know. titanium, right? The code right. black tube. Yeah, and and, the, and it's expensive tube. It's probably the most expensive tube on the market. Right here, dude. Right here. What is the constriction or inside di- diameter of your chokes? Pattern master patented tubes that have a stud ring to hold the wad for a millisecond. Right, there you go. We do not use constriction to control patterns. Oh. Patterns are controlled by the length of the shot shell and the length to the tube extends outside the barrel. So they're not even saying what they're... If anyone wants... If you want to look into it more, I remember watching their old videos, but Pattern Master did a series on YouTube about their chokes. And I remember them having like a decoy in the water at... I don't know, 50 yards or X amount of yards, and they'd shoot it with a normal shotgun. You'd see the pattern string out, you know, 15 feet, and it wouldn't really do anything. And you'd see them shoot their choke, and it would just 
palm bullet. Because mm. it's keeping that shot string shorter. Right. Which. That could have negatives and positives, though. Correct. If you're shooting a crossing shot. Exactly. It's nice having that shot string. Right. I mean, most people don't think of it, but when you're shooting a bird crossing or even quartering away, quartering at you, whatever, not directly coming at you, directly going away. I, 90% of the time, that bird goes into your shot string. Mm-hmm. Your shot strings like could be 15 feet long at you know, 35, mm-hmm. 40 yards, whatever. Say 35 yards. and I mean, I'm saying 30 yards right. because that's a standard thing about patterns. Everyone patterns are like 30 yards. So a 30, 30 yards, your shot string could be like 12 to 15 feet long, and that bird's going through it. Right. Which happens 90% of the time. Now... The thing is, like, say you're shooting a bird straight up, or you're shooting geese, and you you might want that shorter shot string, that super dense pattern, yeah. when you're shooting right at them. Right. But when you're talking a crossing shot, now you shorten that shot string to 18 inches. Now you're having to perfectly connect with that bird. You're having yeah. to intersect with them, you know, perfectly. Yeah. Which, you know, your chances now go down if you go to way down to a Possibly. foot. You know. Now, but when you hit them. When you hit them, they're absolutely stone dead. Which yeah. you could see that in most of the videos in mm-hmm. from Nebraska, especially on the shot cam, right? Which I I regret shooting that choke. I didn't want to, but I I completely forgot. I just packed a What'd gun. What'd you use? That same gun, same choke. Oh, of that gun out there. You just... <laughs> yeah. That's why I mean. I thought you had your twenty. No, I didn't bring my twenty then. Holy smokes! Yeah, I hadn't had it. I didn't get so it. So that yet. whole setup was what you were shooting. That's what I was shooting. That well, gun no right wonder. There. You're lucky even hitting him. That's what I'm saying. And wow. you saw that that one duck. I I can remember on the video. I don't remember which one it was, but that duck that buzzed straight over my head, and I swung through and pulled the trigger, and it like completely oh, it stinking like blew it in half, took mm-hmm. the head off, mm-hmm. just destroyed the bird. Well, now we know why. That's it right there. Holy smokes, man. Hmm. But I don't. I mean, I don't know. I've I've like. Okay, so let me go back to shot string. So. People are always asking any tips on hunting or, or shooting, um, shooting birds, ducks. And it's like, lead them more. Lead them more. I, that's all I can tell you and, is lead them more because being, everybody shoots by you. Everybody shoots by right. Nobody ever shoots in front of a duck. Yep. Ever. And being a competitive clay target shooter, because, you know, I've shot competitions, mm-hmm. sporting clays, traps, skeet, mainly trap, but shot, been around shotguns and patterns and, mm-hmm. you know, just my whole life. It's like a whole science. We break it down to every single pellet. Yeah. To hundreds of thousands of restrictions on barrels, you know. It's a always it's a common thing. You always see the bird break behind your barrel. So we always say you will never mm. see the bird break in front of your barrel. It's always behind your barrel. Mm. Because it and it's always a thing you can we, we say you can be fifteen feet in front of it and break the target. You can be an eighth of an inch behind it and miss the target. Because mm. of that shot string. You're shooting across yep. the target and you have yep. a twelve foot long shot string, that bird's going through mm-hmm. that cloud of shot every time. Now, when you shorten it down, I'm not saying it's bad, and you know I'm not bashing on anything because clearly I still shoot it, but I do see the negative effect in it actually quite a bit, and I keep telling myself I'm gonna change it. Oh, as far as that choke, right? Goes. But I never really shoot that gun. I've been shooting my 20 a lot. Right. That gun really only comes out when I'm shooting like, you know, geese or yeah. mainly all big ducks, or whatever. Yeah. And you can see the difference just night and day on crossing shots. Now is that the N3500? No, that's the max. That's the maxis. Okay, the maxis was that type of right. Okay, that thirty five hundred has that pure gold. Water oh, that's right. That's it. right. And they're ported. They're technically a wad stripper, just mm. like the kicks is. It's similar mm. to the kicks, but it you saw it does nothing like the that pattern master does on stripping no. the wad. No, when you put your finger on that pattern master. There is a distinct 
Yeah, like, it's I called. Mean, they, that's what they called it. What they what call they, that? The uh, the stud ring, right? And it, it's it feels like there's literally like a key ring in there, like a mm. very distinct lip that that pulls the wad off. Wow, you know if that's good or bad, that's up to you to decide. <clears throat> yeah. Whoever shoots it. And back to that shawstring again, like like I said, shooting in front. It's just pretend you're passing a wide receiver the football. You just get it in front of them, right? And they're gonna go into it if it's not unless it's a direct contact. But they're gonna be flying through that pattern, right? If you you almost use- can't your brain. I mean, I know you can shoot in front. I, there's a couple of birds I missed last year. I seen on the shot cam. You could see the whole pattern go in front of the bird, and the bird. Yep. Suck his neck. You see their neck whip back. But how often do you ever see that, though? It's not very often. Very often. You see butt shots all the time. The only time you really see that is when the birds are going straight up. They're coming out of the decoys and people shoot over them. And you see them, like, duck back down, like, curl their neck, and they start backpedaling almost again. Mm -hmm. And and it's strictly just because of that. But I I, I encourage you guys this year to shoot in front more than you're comfortable with. You're thinking, I'm going to miss in front. I'll guarantee you won't. And I know exactly what you're talking about breaking the mental. It the, is the the mental wall of how far to lead. Yes. For the longest time, like I remember you saying, at one point it just clicked, mm-hmm. where I'd be shooting and you'd be in front of me and think I'm in front of it and you'd miss. You think I'm in front of it and you'd miss. Mm-hmm. And then finally one day you just you break that wall and you swing way through them and you pull the trigger and yeah. you just crumble them. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, Whoa. there's no way that I was that far in front of it. Even you know? then, yeah, you still feel like you're way in front of it and just crushed it. Right. You but it creates be, that belief in your mind, right. like okay. But like I said before, you could be 15 feet in front, still hit it, an inch behind, you're gonna miss. Yep. You right. Can, you can be farther so than perfect in front. You know, there's obviously gonna be that perfect lead right at right. the sweet spot. You can be th- three, four, five feet farther in front, and I guarantee you, you will still hit that duck. Yep. But you, like you said, if you shoot at its beak, you're gonna miss. Yep. Everyone says aim at the beak. You're not. No. No. Maybe look at the beak. Even at 15 yards, and I've had it happen. 15 yards crossing, you should be able to hit them, but it's going to be in the back. Right. Definitely going to be in the back. But you can, there's, it depends how there's fast videos you're flying on, too, on YouTube of like slow, uh, slow motion cameras, like our high speed mm-hmm. cameras mm-hmm. that take videos of shot from the side on how it strings out, and you will be blown away. Blown away on how long I want to do that so is. bad. Like, I want to record a video that does that. I just haven't done it yet. You won't be able to see it. I think that's the problem. Is you won't be able to see it clear enough to really be able to tell. You have to have. Well, a high, I have a, a camera that does 960, but even then, it's going to be. Yeah. It, the problem is, I don't have one of those cameras because their quality at 960, 960 frames per second is still really clear, like right. 4K. If I go to 960, I'm like down to like 580. Right. In my. Not 1080, not 4K. So you're like, right. like you said, you're probably not gonna be able to see. But it. if you look at like what are the, I don't remember the technical term, but like the high speed cameras, like they used on like MythBusters back in the day. Mm-hmm. But there's videos of them out there shooting from straight from the side. You Is can there? see the shot string out. You can see the one. wad pull off of it. That might be crazy. something I like to share on the, the YouTube channel where I can just share other people's videos and say, hey, check this out. I mean, it order? may not be like a, a you know a duck hunting channel doing. Well, it, no, but, but it's all oh, right here. Shot string slow motion. Is that, is that one of the guys measuring a shot string, building stream? Not sure. I, I mean, I don't have an exact video in mind. I just know that I've seen the videos before mm. of them doing it slow motion yeah. on the side. I think he does in this. Oh, wow. Here, we can add that. We can interject this into the to the podcast. Let's listen to this. For, it's only two minutes long. So we're going to play a clip from you from Field and Stream. Um... The gun nuts measuring shot string. 
Hopefully the volume's not too loud as soon as I hit play, but we can we can pause it and say Today's something. Today's question comes from Steve T, who writes: For those new shotgunners out there, what is the length of a shot string? That's a good question, Steve. And you know, people have tried to answer that a lot of different ways over the years. People have shot at moving trains. People have dropped steel plates through the air and shot at them to let the shot string out along the plate as it falls. People have taken a lot of still photography of patterns, and then the most famous, you know, my predecessor at Field Stream, Bob Brister, took a station, his family station wagon, she had his wife drive, he put a boat trailer behind it with a 16-foot-long roll of paper. And he would have Sandy drive at right angles to him at about 40 miles an hour, and he'd shoot at the paper, <laughs> see how far it strung <laughs> out. All oh, of those boy. have come up with some estimates, but now, with high-speed photography, we're getting much, much more accurate measurements of shot strings. I do have a couple of high-speed clips we can show. Now, both of these, one is steel and one is tungsten, so they're not going to be subject to deformation. <laughs> this first one is Whoa. Winchester's blindside. Dude. And we've got two clips. Look how long. Look at the pattern. Yeah. Steel hitting the board. The other at 35 yards. You see in the 35-yard clip, it takes 0 .0138 seconds between the time the first pellet and the last pellet hits the target. Now, one of the myths you'll hear about shot strings, or one of the ideas, it's, is that if you have a long shot string, then a bird can fly into it. So if you miss too far in front, the bird will fly into the back half of the shot string. Maybe, but in the time it takes in .0138 seconds, a duck flying 35 miles an hour at right angles will go about eight and a half inches, which means if he mm. misses the first I know, half, but it's gotta be more than that, dude. But even then, I feel like eight and a half inches is the length of a duck. Yeah. That's a whole nother bird length. And, and them find that fast and that right there, that's a big difference. Okay, look at if you take, I mean, let's just say it was long as this, and you got a duck flying, and you shot in front of them. Look at how many times it can hit him. Say if that's the 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 shot string. Right. This is his head, and this is the shot string he's flying into. Right. So if he's flying, here's the shot string. It can hit him right there, and it can hit. How right. many more birds? But I feel like they're not accounting for how long the duck is either. You know what I mean? You're right, talking that's what width. I'm saying. Right. You have the now you have the beak, the head, the neck, the breast. You know what I mean? You have yeah. the, the you have I don't even know how, how wide the duck is, right? Right. You know, going through the shot that's what string. I'm saying. But you that's, also have the length. If that's flying through the air and this is a bird coming. Right. He okay, I, I shot a little head. Right there is his head still right. in the back end of it. Right. In the front, it doesn't matter. That's a lot. That's a lot to right. me. When they say eight, what do you say? Like eight and a half inches or whatever. Yeah, it was, eight inches. That's you're talking like a flat piece of paper flying through it, right? Or, or a, I don't even know how to explain it. You know what I mean? I know what like you're a, like a ruler flying through it. But now you have the full length of the duck. Mm -hmm. You have to account for that also. Right. Go into the back half. So theoretically, yes. In the real world, no. Mm. Now. The second one we've got is Federal Heavyweight. This, again, it's a tungsten iron pellet. It's very, very heavy, very dense, very, very hard, so that it won't deform at all. And as you can see it here, it's going by those, uh, the markers on the wall are one-inch increments. And that nothing. shot string has been measured at about 8 feet and 40 yards. So Holy smokes. You won't see too was many that shot, the shot shorter than that. Was. because. And that shot string has been measured at about eight feet at 40 Whoa. yards. Eight feet. So, eight see, feet at 40 yards. Come on, see, that's what I'm saying. He just could. That this, one just because the that that, shot string has been measured at about eight feet at 40 yards. So you won't see too many shot strings shorter than that one just because the pellets are so uniform. So right, and if that's is, the shortest, he's saying.
right? Because mm-hmm. how uniform the pellets are. Yeah. That means a standard steel shot or lead shot, talking, you know, dove for people out of California. Mm-hmm. That's more than eight feet. Yeah. He's saying that eight feet, and you won't see one shorter. That's eight foot long uh, shot string. I don't know. You, I don't know. And then even like you, if if you go off what he said earlier, eight and a half inches, I feel like that's still pretty significant. Uh, I feel like it is. Yeah. That's a that's a huge margin for error. I said that eight. It's eight inches is more like like that. Yeah. But that's a huge margin. And I say error. I mean, if you were just a little off or a little behind or a little right. If you were ahead, you still have plenty for that bird to come in contact with. Right. I don't know what else is he gonna say. But. Shot string. Anywhere from 8 feet out to about 15 or 20 with really bad soft lead loads. Steve, that's a good question. Thank you very much. And here's your hat. Hmm. I was something more for a visual. I mean, it kind of did show it, but still. I feel like there's some somewhere that I've seen. There's probably is. I'm going to have to just search. See, that was kind of one of the first ones I've seen. But, I mean, you can see shot string with shot cam, but you're always looking behind it. I shouldn't say shot string. You're not seeing shot string. You're seeing the... The you could, pat, you could see the. You're seeing the pellets, right? But you're you're not seeing shot string because that's from the side. You can see the shot cloud, cloud. Yeah. You know, you can see it come out. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. So, what's so special? You shoot the the gold. Uh, I'm sorry, the um, pure gold. Pure gold. I shot that for a long time. Shout out to Ken listening. Probably if he's listening to this, because <laughs> I keep meaning to have him on here and talk just chokes. I've can, sh- can, I've shot pure gold chokes for com- you know competition for. Mm-hmm. Dude, since I was like ten years old, it's just I don't know. I started shooting them, and every trap gun I've had, every sporting gun I've had, I just put them in it. They're sporting series; they're different. But so when I was, you know, when I was shooting trap, I still am. But when I, you know, looking at that, I was like, oh, I'm gonna try out their their duck hunting choke. It's got to be good, right? Mm-hmm. So I got that steel shot choke, and I put, dude, I don't even know how many rounds through that thing because it's a Beretta Benelli Mobile thread. I put mm-hmm. it in every gun, like five different guns. I've put like probably a quarter million rounds through it because I used to shoot traps through it also, and that, that choke has just performed re- really well. It's consistent. Hmm. That was the first time I've actually really put it on paper, but it, it looks really consistent. Yeah, it well, I, good. I patterned it out of my trap gun. <clears throat> it looks good, but when you pattern a trap gun, you're really not like looking for a different shell or whatnot because it's just you shoot a full choke from the front to the back. It's just a tight pattern. You're looking at more consistency, and mm. when you pattern no a flyers. Tra- when you pattern a trap gun, it's mainly like left, right, up, down, getting your okay. gun just sided in. If you want to, gotcha, see, and the know. shimming and doing whatever you right. gotta do, doing all that. Mm. But I don't know. I've shot that choke for a long time. I've had it for a long time. It's done well. Yeah, uh, and I get. I haven't tried a lot of chokes. Everybody knows I, sh- I for the most part I shoot kicks. But that's really there's no specific reason for that. I bought a pattern master, but I bought the regular pattern master. I don't even know the name of it. If it, someone said it, I would. It wasn't the same one that I have. No, absolutely not. Because everyone's like, you need to just try that one. It's in that video. But I remember a while ago. It was. It's an old video. It was like one of my first videos, and no, I even knew less. <laughs> oh, I remember it was black, right? Yeah, me and Tom's both sent them back. We both sent it. Pattern terrible out of our gun. I remember seeing that video a long time ago. Yeah, that's a super old, dumb video. Those are like one of those cringe videos you're like not proud of. <laughs> oh man, what was the name of that? Oh, long range. I think it was long range. 
pattern master long range. Like there was no specific name for it. Hmm. Trying to see like what they got now. Maybe it was the Anaconda. I don't think so. Classic. It was just the classic, the classic pattern, master. pattern master. Yeah. Everyone was like, man, you need to try. I still get, because that's the old video, but people still watch it and still comment, like, you need to get code black. So I have nothing against Pattern Master at all. It just didn't, that specific classic one did not work well for that gun. Right. And then I don't have no idea why. I think I got kicks because I knew the old Duck Commander boys. Some of them shot him. I was like, okay, well. And they shoot A5s. Right. So I was like, well, there you go. I'll just, if that's working for them. And then I pattern. I'm like, well, I like the pattern. I shoot well with it. I'm just that's what I'm sticking with. But there's no like hidden reason behind it. It's not like, oh, that's that, I swear by that choke. It's like no, right? Like I could go. I wouldn't hurt my feelings to go grab a code black. But now that I have what works, why am I gonna go? I'm really curious to try. I really wanted to try the Rob Roberts. Yeah, chokes. I know a lot people, of people swear by. A lot it. of people like them. And I know I know from their work that it's got to be a yeah you know, a good product. Yeah, I've just never shot one. They just they don't spit stuff out. They're, they take the time and do it right. Right. Yeah. Um, they're kind of hard to get, though, aren't they? Like, you got to order them and it takes a while? Uh, depends on what thread. Most of them, I think you can just order. Really? Yeah. But they're partners with Benelli. They do a lot of stuff with Benelli. Yeah. And to get like an Invector DS for like a right. V5 is a, not... a DS are harder to find mm -hmm. than just an Invector. I never knew that when I bought that gun, but it's like, ah, oh, I yep. still deal with that all the time. But right. it doesn't matter now. I mean, I got what I like, so. Right. And I don't know if I told anybody, but I threw, I don't know if I told you, I think I did. I threw that um, True Glow sight on the front because remember how I was saying I was shooting high? I remember seeing And then you. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to shim it, dude. Like, it's not that I couldn't, but I felt like it was just going to be dealing with more. And I didn't really have very many in that package or I lost them or something. Right. And I remember you threw that on there and you it made the it world of a difference. Yep. I just bring, because it was, it's so big. Right. And it doesn't bother me. I don't like, I don't really focus on that beat anyways. Right. But it helps me float. It just get that little bit more float out of it, so I'm more below them, and then just, right. yeah, my accuracy went away. In fact, with freelance hunt stats, uh, Elliot's still. I think I'm gonna track my shots shot this year. Like in I my want, accuracy. I want to this year. I keep saying I'm gonna do it every year, and I never end up doing it. I want to know. I really want to. I want to know my my percentage. Mm -hmm. I'm probably not gonna be very happy with it, but yeah, me either. I feel like. Do you think fifty percent is good? I was just gonna. I was just gonna say that. Like, I feel like that's feel not like, bad. I feel like it's not bad. I'd, not I'd like good. to. I'd like to be a little higher. I'd like to be high sixties. Right. Which doesn't because, sound I mean, like good. Because when you think fifty percent, you shoot two shells and kill a duck. But I feel like most of the time, I want to be shooting one shell to kill a duck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're still gonna go to the plug every now and then. But most of the time, if you're shooting at one duck, that and that third shot is just a hail mary. You never hit really hit them like that. I guarantee you won't be taking those when you're doing your average. Nope. I know I won't be taking those. I, you know what made me stop doing that? Shooting expensive shells. <laughs> Nailed it. It's like boom. It's like, and thinking, I think that's thinking, why we're saving money. You're, you're thinking four dollars a shell. <laughs> I just threw twelve dollars out the window by going to the plug. Yeah. You know, but I mean, there's going to be times where there's a flock of birds. You're going to shoot three shells because yeah. You're, you know, you're probably just a, killed one. You could kill three. If right, you, or the third shot, they're still right there in the decoys, you know? That's when your accuracy goes down. It shouldn't, but it's discipline, right? Right. Because if I was disciplined, you've got to focus on the first shot. Yeah, you're going to pick a bird and, and, and 
And what happens is when, when, and I do it and everyone else does it, when a group comes in, a big group comes in, you're so worried about that second bird that you don't right, you aim think, right on your you first one. You think you have the first one in the bag already. Mm-hmm. You're like, bam, I'm going to kill that first one. I'm going to go straight to this yep. one. Yep. And you never aimed properly. Nope. And then you end up catching yourself, and now you're trying to clean yourself up on the first shot. Yep. All and that's time. why, how many times have you stoned a bird on your second shot? All the time. If it's just a single. Because I feel like every young guy went through that stage. Though. Yeah. Like, oh, we even all, like, yeah. like three, four years ago, you know, when I started hunting by myself a lot when I was like 16, I feel like even in the first shot, you just, boom, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Like, you just count it as gone. And I know a few guys still Yeah, like, like it's that. just part of the deal. Right. And the second shot, you just crush them. Mm-hmm. Because, it, I don't know, you're just so amped up, I guess, yeah. and you're not focusing that first shot. I don't feel like, I, like you said, I don't feel like I do that anymore. Neither do I. I it's like when I it's a it. group of birds. I'm still struggling. Yeah. Because don't, we don't get at big groups a lot. Right. And then I feel like what happens a lot, say, three of us are hunting, and a, uh, you know, a flock And they shoot in. the same bird. Right. But I always... I've, How does I'm that t- count towards your accuracy? Does that... No. You hit the bird. What happens, I go past that. I keep... I, I say... Like, okay, you have a flock come in, and there's always that one bird that everyone looks at. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And everyone shoots at. There's five I birds, and I, everyone picks the same one. I don't shoot at that one because I know everyone else is going to. <laughs> yeah. Then you go to the one in the back, but then there's guys like you and I, we both do the same thing. <laughs> and totally. then we're both thinking the same thing. So that one that was 10 yards closer never got shot at. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> we're both shooting at the one in the back. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. That's where communication comes in, I guess. Big time. And hunt with the guys that you hunt with. Right. Me, you, and Thomas just meshed good together. Right. And most of the time, only two of us. Well, all the time. It was only two of us. One guy was filming. And one guy's filming. But we, and it makes it nice, though. Do you need three guys no, you for don't. A, br- a group of two birds? No. You only need most one. time you need one guy. This, sh- you know, we always say, all right, it's your shot. Take yep. your time. And then you kind of, you know, clean up after that or whatever. But you always yep. get that one guy that the first opportunity. Yeah. And, and you know what? How much better do you shoot when it's you like shoot that? So much better because you may not be in a rush, like, oh, I'm gonna beat this guy to the bird, but it's still in your instinctively, head. That instinctively, it, it's in your head that when another gun goes up next to you, you just rush a little bit more. You do. No matter how much you you know, no. I'm not trying to kill the bird over here whatsoever. No. We're no. not being competitive at all. It's just it just happens. It's yeah. in your brain. It's built mm-hmm. into your brain. It just rushes you that much more. Yep. And night and day to know the difference that all right, you and I are shooting. And Thomas is filming, mm. and that it's my shot. You know, this duck, I get the first shot. Yeah. You just shoot so much better. So much. But you get a group, and you can see it, and it has nothing to do with anybody, whoever's with us. But like right. on that one hunt, we shot a few cinnamons and a, mainly all cement or uh, green wings. It was me, Thomas, Teddy, Taylor, Travis. Right. That's a, that's, that's, yeah. That's too many. That makes it tough. And, and, and I hate, and I don't mean that because I love hunting when there's right. is more people. Right. As far as no, I don't like hunting when there's more people. I like you being like the around. Camaraderie the, yes, and everything. I like being around the people, but right. I don't like shooting and hunting with that many. If there's two, three max, right? And if there's more than three, and if it's guys that I don't particularly then you're be hesitant. With, I just don't even shoot. Yeah. You know, I'll just call and sit back and yeah. hang out, but. Yeah, I mean, I really never do that. It's usually two of us, or if it's three of us, it's three disciplined guys, you know? Like, if you you and me and Thomas did really well together. I mean, it's only two of us shooting. Yeah. But it just, back to the part of picking a bird out, it makes it so much easier. Like, if we had a flock come in, we're communicating, you know, while we're calling, all right, Mm -hmm. I got the one on the right. Mm -hmm. That one far on the right, you start on the left, you know, whatever. We kind of... Because you want to maximize what you kill. And then, you know, my partner hunt with a lot, Joseph, Mm -hmm. we, we both do the same thing as they're coming in. Like, if we had a... I remember when we were like... 14, we were out there on, on his club, and we had like we had six snows come in, locked up on the deck, and we just, you know, ate. 
I'll start on the right. You start on the left. Work and your way go, in. Work your way to the middle. <laughs> and it got down to the middle, and it ended up being where the angles were. I shot three. He shot two, and he shot the same one that I oh. shot. So we ended up getting five out of six, but yeah. it, it was still pretty cool. That's but cool. Same deal. It's just the communication mm-hmm. of, you know. Because it does. You can have that, and you had a, brought up a good point, is because you can have a good plan and still do pretty good. You're going to do way better if you didn't have one. Right. But birds start doing weird things when they're getting shot at, right. and then the then, then it just in, goes but, out the window. They just start still, shooting. If you wouldn't have talked about that, I guarantee you wouldn't have shot five out of six. Right. No way. There's no way. Because there's still going to be that one lead bird that your eyes automatically attract to. There's still going to be that one that they're, everyone shoots They're at a little first. closer, and the others are a little right. back here. Right. They may all be balled up, but one, like you said, one's going to mm-hmm. be maybe three feet closer or whatever. One that your eyes just attract yeah. to. And it happens all the time. All the time. And then that's just part of it, right? Yeah, like it's just part of it. You can never do that perfectly, but you see these guys that have groups come through, and there's eight birds, and there's three of them, and five of them, six of them go down. I'm like that's how it should be, right? Is it like that a lot? No, no. That's what, and we, that can just be poor shooting. Like, oh, I just didn't shoot good. I just right. didn't do good. But like when we hunted in Washington, that just it worked. Everything worked well. It was sweet. I mean, I didn't. I personally, and I there was never big groups. It was always just like right. Always twos, pairs, fours, three. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I didn't personally. I didn't shoot very good. I wasn't very happy with mm-hmm. my shooting, but it was just clean the way we yeah, did it. It know? was regardless if we missed or not. It was just nice doing it that way. Yeah, there was a couple I shot one day and uh, one one day and the other day I was like I wasn't too happy. I watched you know seeing it and seeing how far I had walk out there to pick him up because he was again that was I was I shot bismuth. That's very rare that I shoot something with business bismuth and they go that far. Right. But I just made that bad of shot on right. You know, you can. But shoot. if that was still, he would have kept going and probably would have died somewhere, and then he and really would have been lost. Right, whereas I actually it. still retrieved that one. So again, you know, you can still you can shoot the whatever the best shell there is mm-hmm. that patterns the best of your gun. There's still the factor of yourself, no matter yeah. what. No matter know, what. We can preach all this all you want. We can, you know, we can sit here and preach about how this shell shoots better or kills them better now. Yeah, it's true, and it really does. But you still have the factor of yourself. Exactly. You still got to put the bead where it has to be. And to reiterate, guys, we're not trying to sell you or pitch you like you got to shoot this. Like he said, you still shoot still. I still got still right. in there. And well, I've shot still my whole life. Right there, that heavy teal. Yeah, I absolutely love that stuff. Oh, I love it. Heavy three teal. Inch six shot. Three inch sixes Boom. and three inch fives. I think they make it's fives, don't they? They make uh, fives, don't they? They might. Actually, grab a, grab it. The box, it'll stay on the side. You might have to pull your headphones off, but grab it and see. Oh, not the goose. They make fives? No, nothing higher than sixes? Um, you know blindsides? Yeah. I don't like them, but they made fives. They and did? I, yeah, I remember. Really? At one point years ago, someone gave me four boxes of the fives. Wow. And then, I don't know. That might have maybe were my... Shot addiction. Where your started. brain started like hmm. that, and it was when the fir- heavy teal first came out. Because I remember Dave that I hunt with in Nevada. Mm-hmm. He bought like one of the first cases of heavy teal when they first released it, and I was like sixes, dude. Yeah, you're like, probably like this. Is I've t- heard stories of guys shooting like the the se- seven for seven dove loads. Yep. Yeah, you know, you know the just one ounce sevens. Back when it was lead, a lot of the guys said they all shot like eight, seven and a half. Right, but even recent, like just the one ounce number seven dove load, like Winchester. That's what they would use. They guys shoot that in Idaho, dude, on river, on the river wow. for mallards. They I, swear by it. I wouldn't bother me. Right. So when he came out, he had ounce and a quarter of sixes. I started thinking about it, and I was like, 
Dude, an ounce and a quarter sixes, that's deadly. Yeah. And I started thinking about... Think all the pellets in there. Right. And then you, once you start shooting, I don't know, you just gain the confidence of it. It is. I think it's a mind thing. You know, oh, you, 100%. You, you grew up... Actually, what I started shooting for years was two and three quarters, still two shot. Everyone shoots twos. That's just... Everyone. And two and three quarter traps, though, you need to shoot threes. You need to shoot three. I was a young guy. I was like, oh, okay. You know what's crazy? Though? I got the best deal on this right. one. That's why I bought. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think about it now, though. If you just talk basic steel shot, when you look at the, the payload, two and three quarters most of the time is still ounce and eighth. Yeah. So I started thinking about it. And I'm like, you shoot a two and three quarter, ounce and eighth of whatever, twos. And then you shoot a three inch, ounce and eighth of twos. What's the difference? In reality, I've always wondered that. When you look yeah, at it, because of the load, it's the same payload and the same the payload, size yeah. shot. Yeah, though it is. You're still ounce and eighth. So why? What's the difference between a two and three quarter and a three inch <laughs> shell? So funny you say this because me and Thomas had the same I conversation. Start, I've always thought about that. We even cut them open and dumped them. We're like, there's no difference besides one's in a three inch hole. Same primer. You're made by the same company. Same primer. Same powder. More speed. There may that, be a little that, more speed, but, but I, no. I didn't feel like there was any more speed. I don't even, know. I'm throwing things it? out there. I have not right. Even if there was. Man, I felt I had to figure it out, and now you bring that back up, and now my brain's like thinking again. Because we cut them open, and we're like, dude. Right. Hold on a second here. When I was when I was younger, like really young, like 12 to 15, the kid that I hunted with, that I went to school with, whatever, him and his dad always shot two and three quarter. And I was like, two and three quarter? Why are you shooting two and three quarter? And he shot, he thought shooting three inch was like the big gun. Huge, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, what? But then I started looking at it, and I'm like, wow, we're both shooting ounce and eighth of threes. What's the difference? So I don't know. Because it is, it is the weight of the load. Because right. I always started thinking, well, maybe it's the amount of powder they put in there. That has nothing to do with it. That's nothing. Speed and weight, charge. that's the only thing there yeah. is. You know what I mean? That's so interesting. So I started thinking about it. I'm like, man, maybe I could start shooting two and three quarters again. <laughs> Who knows? I, 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 no, I, for real, this year I thought, you know what? And if you Depends, look at it. The price. The but price if I is see, different. If I say two and three quarters, six shot heavy bismuth. Right. And it's $50 cheaper than the three inch. What's it? I honestly think I'm gonna buy it. That's what I'm saying. Everybody with boss, that's what they're doing is two and three quarters. Yeah. Dude, we've said this. I could talk about I love talking about this stuff. Me too. <laughs> I never used to care one thing and thought it was stupid. I get have so much fun talking about loads. And I don't even know half of what some of these guys do. Right. <clears throat> I really need to have Ken on here. <clears throat> but um on the bismuth, I I promise. I feel like I am shooting a 12 gauge when I shoot my 20 with that stuff. When yep. and what I mean by that is the confidence and the and the knockdown. Exactly. It's I'm but, like this is not a 20. This is like a 12 gauge. I've said it a hundred times and I'll preach it again. Everyone thinks you don't kill them as good with a with a 20. They always say that like oh you know you just can't kill them as good. You can't kill them. Can't shoot as far. Whatever. It it doesn't matter. The speed and the shot size are the same. So the only thing changing. I feel like you're shooting, like I've said it before on a podcast, I think, is you're shooting the center of a 12-gauge pattern. Mm-hmm. You're shooting the center of it. Yeah. It's it's no less deadly. It's just harder to hit them. That's the right. only thing. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's no less deadly. No. How, yeah. You, <laughs> it's actually dumb that mentally we think that, right? right. Like that it's not. That's why, that's why I've told you, as soon as I find a 20-gauge that's for sale, which is almost impossible... I'm buying it because I was supposed to have that one January. 28 gauge? Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's like, I will, I probably, it'll be like shooting a 20 with that bismuth. I did notice a little, 
I didn't. Is it more of a difference? I haven't shot bismuth though. Okay, I've well only then. shot steel shot. I, well, that's but like, a difference. But going back to what I was saying about shooting the center of a pattern, the only thing I noticed it's harder to hit them. Oh, I because bet. I've shot limits of dove with it too. That's when I really, when I first got mine, I shot it for dove first just to put rounds mm-hmm. through it and get used to it. And once I got it dialed in right how I wanted to shoot, it's just I was just being a lot more precise. Mm. But I, I didn't not kill them as good. I shot it for pheasants, killed pheasants just fine, shooting sixes and sevens. And then I've shot it for ducks. I've killed a limit of greenheads with my 28 gauge in California. Yeah. And it smokes them dead. Mm. You know, and that was with steel. Dude, just with Winchester Super X, wow. five eighths of an ounce, five eighths of an ounce of sixes going twelve fifty. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's like you're, when you honestly when you shoot it, you feel like, you feel like you're shooting rock salt. Like when I was shooting Dove, you are. I was next to guys. <laughs> the guy I was shooting next to brought out his Browning Sweet Sixteen, mm. and he's shooting some old, some old shells, like some old steel shot, like I don't even know, dude, over, ounce and eighth heavy base shells, and then everyone else shooting twelve gauges, and I was shooting my twenty eight, and I felt like I was shooting salt. Right, like they're just boom, you know, and I'm just. <laughs> and you, you, I mean, it's like shooting a twenty-two. You hear the bolt clap mm-hmm. in the gun. It's That's like, so pink. trippy. And, and it's weird. You don't like. I don't even know how to explain it. Once you get one and you shoot it, you yeah. know. When I was shooting, well, I've held it. It feels like right. a toy gun. When it, it does, because it's so small. I mean, it's mm-hmm. full size, but it's just so light and skinny. Light. Mm-hmm. But when I was shooting dove with it, you don't just like boom, like okay. It was just like bang, and they just crumbled. Like even if you watch Matt's videos, yeah, you, you don't like see the bird like no roll but it's just like bang dead yeah the shot just goes straight through it but he's shooting business right that's all he shot but out before that. he was shooting steel just N- not out that gun right yeah was he? When he first started shooting i thought he was always shooting business oh you're right when the year before sh- right you're right but if you right. just watch it just it kills him dead no, just right. boom, clink but you don't like roll him you know no. there's like no um repercussion in his shot cam videos either zero there's it's no like, like i think <laughs> <laughs> Man. Man, but I that's what I want to start doing more this year. I I have a twenty eight gauge for the last two years and I shoot it here and there. We'll steal it for you. But I really <laughs> whenever you want. But I wanna pick it up and just shoot it day in, day out like ha- Matt has been. Yeah. I just I have I haven't had a reason not to. I just hadn't done it. Sound I'm just up. so comfortable with my twenty. Yeah. That was my day to day. I just always shot my twenty yeah. gauge. And then, you know, every now and then I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna bring out my twenty eight. Yeah. But I wanna start shooting it more and more, like consistently. <sighs> Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you, dude. I cannot wait because I'm not going to shoot every hunt. But I want to get some good shells for it. Yes. Because I did notice a different, I mean, five-eighths of an ounce of sixes going like 12-something. That's not very much. No. I want to get some some bismuth or heavy you know 12 let me t- or something. I'll tell you what heavy bismuth is. Yeah, because you're not going to be shooting that all the time, so it's okay that you're not. I saw that heavy 12. Remember I sent it to you yesterday? For 28? Yeah. That no. was 28 gauge. That oh, was in a store you that sent was, it? That was 28. That was 28 gauge that, that I sent you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lordy, Lordy. Pic- look, just go on our t- text. The picture I sent you last night was 28 gauge. I think it was one ounce. Look at that, dude. One ounce, 1350, 28 gauge. If you can shoot a one ounce load with a 28. 28- oh, look, though. It's three inch. Oh, yeah. That's they, the only this year they added to three. Because no one makes three they inch. Don't. They're two and three quarters. Two and three quarters. That's that explains a game changer. It. Dude, that is a game changer right there. A one ounce load of biz of I'd heavy shoot sixes. Though. Right. Because this is four, right? Right. I'd shoot sixes, of course. And this is four sixty nine. 
for a case of 28 HD. I don't know if they sold out. This is heavy 12, guys, though, if you're listening. I don't think they sold out. I think they just... I think they never had it. They haven't they had put it on it the website. They put they it up there, getting it ready right. when they get the stores. Because everyone's like, I've been looking. I don't see it. How'd you get it? It's like, well, I got it because they sent straight from Heavy Shot. Because <laughs> right. I work with them. I, yeah, I haven't they, seen it they won't, Someone's like, can I contact them? Get, I'm like, no. You'll get it. It'll be in the stores soon. I think you'll, it'll be available. Dude, it ain't going to sell out in the stores, dude, because the price, people no. aren't just going to just go blow I don't know, man. It. You can't find Heavy X. You can't find anything right now. No. Everyone's bought everything. But I'm saying when these hit the stores, so will Heavy X. Right. So will Bismuth. So but will I feel Heavy like Metal. when they do release 28 gauge and people get them in stock, they're not going to sell it because not that many guys are shooting sub gauges. Even yeah. the 20. It's yeah. just not as, as, you know, it's not sold as much as the 12 gauge. Yeah. But man, that's crazy. That's a game changer. Oh, one ounce. Imagine one ounce of sixes. That's what my 20 was. That's what I'm saying. And most people shoot seven eighths out of a right, 20. Right. And one ounce is considered a lot out of a 20 gauge. Mm-hmm. So now you're putting one ounce in a 28 gauge? That's a 20 gauge. They're making little guns, big guns. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. You can, I can, not that awesome, I'm not going to do this, but I can put the, uh, the A5 12 gauge away and never pull out again. Right. And how, anything and, and anywhere you, and I want with those two guns, the you, 20 and the 28. Right. And you know that's how I've been for yeah. a while. I've never really shot my 12. Mm-hmm. It seemed like I did. I brought it out for the videos when we we were yeah. shooting at Bismuth. Yeah. And then. Only because I gave you some ammo. So it's like. Right. Well, you said, hey, heavy shot. One, we're going to shoot this Bismuth. Yeah. Bring your 12. Yeah. But I mean, other than that, around here, all I shoot is my 20. Well, like I told you, it was hard for me to go back to the 20, my 12. Right. After I started shooting, I'm like. And then when I picked I it ran back, out of ammo. When I picked it back up. It feels so heavy. Well, okay. I know what it was. I took. I took my girlfriend hunting. Oh yeah, so, so I gave her. I gave her my twenty. Mm-hmm. So I was shooting my Maxis, my twelve, dude, and I hadn't shot it in months, the whole season, and I had a teal come through, and I pull up, boom, dude! I thought my shoulder got dislocated, <laughs> and my was, my ears were ringing. I was like, yep. "Dude, is this what it's this like? is over?" <laughs> right? I was like, "I can't believe!" Like I used to just bang, 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 just yeah, burn through those, and I'm like, "Dude, that is so overkill." This poor teal, <laughs> like, <laughs> it is. So it like, really is. There is no need for that. I mean, I'm not trying to tell anyone not to. No, I, I know. Right. It's hard not to, because people take it that way, but, and that's right. not what we're, we're not saying. not pushing on anyone. It's, yeah, no. It's just, just trying to open people's eyes. To yeah. It's like just what there. we've noticed being the, the same way. Like, oh, God, I have your 12. Right. God, I have 12. And then you start doing this. You're like, right. actually. And no. how, I, how I got back into shooting my 20 is I started thinking back. So it was four years ago when I tried it. Joseph and I, my partner, went out on the junior hunt. And I was like, dude. I'm going to bring my little 20-inch pump, the one that I, I loaned you. And I'm like, I'm going to bring it just for fun. So I brought both guns with me. Mm-hmm. But I took it out there, and it's a little, you saw a 20, youth 20-gauge pump with a 24-inch barrel, mm-hmm. an improved cylinder choke in it, and I just had some old Camp Fast Steel 3s. And this group of widgeon came in, and I pulled up, went boom, clack, clack, boom, double, just folded these two Drake widgeon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude. And I just kept shooting it like that evening, like it was the junior hunt Sunday. Mm-hmm. We were hunting the evening, and dude, and then we had a we had snows come in, and I just boom, just fold snow geese. Really? And I was like, dude, this is crazy. Like I I was had the mentality. I we were joking around, like I'm gonna bring it and just try to shoot one duck with mm-hmm. it, you know, just because mm-hmm. it's my old little youth gun, you know. Yeah. And I just kept shooting it the whole evening. I ran out of shells. I only had like half a box of shells or three quarters of a box. And then I, but after that, I was like, dude, it really opened our eyes even right, more. Right. And then we bought full size twenties and just kept shooting them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, it just it kills it killed him dead. Yeah. Like like if I was shooting a twelve, 
And then I started thinking, I was like, forever growing up, I shot my 20, and I just, I killed, I probably killed more birds with my youth gun as a kid than yeah. I did, you know, once I got a, you know, an adult auto 12. Yeah, and our brain, oh, we could move up to the big leagues and right. get the 12. That's what, like, when, when I was younger, that's all it was. I just want to shoot a 12 gig. Yeah. I want to shoot my dad's yep, 12 gig. Hit the 12. Once I yep. hit the 12, I've reached the top. <laughs> right. That's so funny. And then now we're going backwards. I know. We're going back down. <laughs> and then, uh, remember me, those crusty old guys, you know, right. shooting 28s. Two, Two years ago, again, just kind of messing around, I had my buddy's uh, 410 over under mm. in my safe. And we went out there on the opener. I was like, dude, I'm going to shoot a, I'm gonna just shoot a duck with the 410 on the opening day. You know, mm. there was teal everywhere. I went out there, the first shot, dink, f- with a 410 over under, just full teal. Shot a limited ducks at the 410. Wow. I mean, you know, it's opener. There was teal everywhere. Mm-hmm. We shot we shot limits of teal. I think we had, you know, a couple, a bigger, blast. Ducks, couple bigger ducks. They were close. But I'm thinking shooting a 410, I don't, what, I don't even know how much shots in a 410, like a quarter ounce or something. Something five, down. Not, yeah. not even five eighths, like three yeah. quarter or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. What I haven't shot a 410 in a long time. That's eventually, I really want to have everything, but, you know, obviously the money, you're just kind of slowly, and that's definitely right. in the books is 20, as soon as I find one. Working I, on it, man. I, I know. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> before season starts. Actually, Matt, I was going to call the gun store here, but you know how I feel about that. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I'm going to call them and see. Maybe they have one in there. They actually, I thought I'd seen Good one in luck. there. Yeah, it was. Good luck. Yeah. No one carries them, especially around here. Yeah, it's just not the popular. No. But like you said, Nebraska, they've got a whole bunch of them. Yep, Nebraska, Colorado. I might they just will. have to have somehow sh- buy it, ship it to right. the FFU. What, what you might be able to do is like maybe find one like at a Cabela's or Bass Pro and they can send it to one here. It wouldn't be that big of a deal. I'll tell you this: sportsmen don't have any. No, no matter where you look. No, because that's where I was going to get mine originally. Yeah, and they, and it was they were out of stock, and I remember I went on there and I put my email, so mm-hmm. the email you when they come back in stock. Yeah, and I ended up ordering mine through the shop and getting it, and then I remember like a month later got the email, ding, you know, twenty eight gauges in stock, and they had like four of them. That's what I need to do. I need to just go get on that list just in case. Right. So what if I find one? And I get a notification two months later. I mean, it all they do is no. You're not buying or anything. It just notifies right. me that they yeah. have. I some. need to just do it, but I almost feel like I'm like it's a waste of time. It's not going to come back up on there, but I'm sure at some point it will. At some just, point they will. So, but there was a few other brands out there. I was like, you know what? I wouldn't mind actually having some. But of these. there's like I never saw but really the price any... though. Like, yeah, because I, the A A four hundred or there's the bread A four hundred A four hundred was Benelli like twelve hundred bucks. Oh, it's more than that, or maybe fourteen. So I just seen it. Was, yeah, I it's, it's 14. It's 14 something. It's 14 something, yeah. But I've picked him up a few times. I know a lot of guys up north that, that that's what they shoot. They swear by the A428 gauge. Mm. I've picked him up. It looks nice. I'd have to shim it. Really? Because just with the A400s, when I pick them up, I look over the barrel. Oh, a lot of yeah. people have said that. They seem to shoot flat, mm. but you're looking over the barrel a lot. Yeah. But that, And that's why, they, that. that's why they came out with the A400 Extreme Plus. Oh, is that? You know the the plus yeah. now? Uh-huh. The rib's higher, like a Benelli oh, rib. Oh, yeah, that's right. And you look straight down at like a normal guy. Like you should. All the other A400s, you looked over the barrel, yep. and everyone complained about See, it. See, when I had that TriStar uh, over and under, same thing. I'm looking right. like down on the front of the right. beat. I'm like, dude, I can't hit nothing with that right. gun. But but there's not very many like affordable auto 28 there's gauges. Not. There's not at all. There's the TriStar. There was a couple off ones I've never even heard of, and they were like 400 bucks. I was really? like, what? But it was some weird off brand I've never heard of off the Pull it up and yeah. show you, but but TriStar is considered like you know an affordable brand. They're like, I think they're Turkish made, yeah. Still, but they're still. I've I've had good luck with TriStars. Mm. Had a couple of them, and then they make like a budget intro trap gun. You know, over under guys have been shooting those and having good luck. Mm. 
and I don't know. Mine seemed well made. Yeah, you know, it's it does. It's not you know. Matt's too. Right. Same same gun, right? Yeah, same gun. I just have the bronze, the bronze version. It's like glossier yeah. wood, and it has the Cerakoted receiver. Yeah, but other than that, they're the same gun. But come on, Browning, get us. Oh man, if, get us our humpback twenty and twenty eight gauge. If man. They made the full line. I tell you right now, I would go order a 410, 28, yep. and a 20 gauge. I would too. Right now. If they release the whole Kevin, line, I'd, same go, buy way. We've I'd go buy them right now. Yep. Hands down. Here, yep. Here's my money. Take yep. it. Take it. wonder yeah. what you think the owner, what they'll charge for their 20. I don't know. 16? Yeah, I don't even care what it would be. I don't, I don't either. <laughs> it doesn't even matter because I'm going to get it. Right. <laughs> Anyways, oh, well, we'll wrap this up, man. Dude, hour and five minutes, six minutes already. It doesn't seem like it's been I could talk. Oh, I could talk about chokes and ballistic i mean not ballistics but ammo and shot straw i love talking about that i don't know i have so much to learn about too there's so much more of the story shoot what shoots best in your gun go pattern it but i will one thing i do want to preach try smaller shot yeah try smaller shot more of a dense pattern yeah it's night and day yeah so thanks for listening guys uh don't forget to give us a rating and review and keep your eyes peeled by the time this releases, that video should be out. So if you didn't know about it or didn't see it, go check out that pattern video with the new Heavy 12 if you like watching those kind of videos. We'll see you guys on the next one. We're excited to score, baby! Woo!